Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hey, everyone, this is John Roca, frequent panelist on Collider Movie Talk. Let's make some mayhem. Shoot and loot your way through a mayhem-fueled adventure in Borderlands 3. Blast through new worlds and enemies as one of four new playable Vault Hunters, each with deep-skilled trees, abilities, and customization. You've got all new characters, over a billion guns. You can play alone or with friends, and it's available September 13th. You can take on insane enemies, score loads of loot, and save the galaxy from a fanatical threat. Again, mayhem is coming September 13th on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Pre-order now at Borderlands.com. Rated M for Mature. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply.
Today on a Friday edition of Collider Movie Talk, we're going to get an update about Spider-Man from the Sony Pictures CEO, and we're going to talk about that new clip from Ad Astra, Space Pirates. What are we talking about here? We're going to break it all down today on a Friday edition of Collider Movie Talk. All right, there's that logo. Look at it. Look, it's so beautiful. Green, Such white. Good logo. I love it, right? Uh, I am uh, John Rogue, the host today. Perry Neveroff, still up there in the Great White North, doing her thing at TIFF, enjoying some awesome movies. Thank you all so much for joining us today on Collider Movie Talk. By us, I mean not just me, but these two incredible gentlemen to my right here. Silas Lesnick, how are you, my man? Great. Happy to be here. Uh, It's good seeing you again. And Greg Alba, fresh off a drive to this studio that always I'm messes you up. How so are you? happy to be here, John. I love it here. <laughs> collider rocks. That's can that be my collider show? That'd be a great can show. Can I be the eighty seventh collider show? You could be collider an 80s, collider rocks. An eighties show yeah. called Collider Rocks, hosted by Greg Alba. Oh, well, that's that's great. Yeah, I'll just review collider videos. No, <laughs> yeah, I think you'd have to review eighties movies. Through the Collider prism. that would be I don't know who didn't yes and on this one, but we'll play it back later and find out. <laughs> oh, was it an improv? Is was that what you're doing? Who okay, did great. a little Thanks, bit of Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I'm no good at that. That's why I do this now. Uh, anyway, let's jump into our first story. Uh, uh, Sony CEO, uh, uh, the Sony Pictures CEO, Tony Vincicara, I hope I'm saying that right, he was speaking at, at Variety's Entertainment and Technology Summit, and he revealed that Spider-Man... The door is closed for now. The door on Spider-Man for the moment is closed Uh, in terms of the negotiations between Sony and Disney. This, of course, has been dominating the headlines since it was first kind of announced that they couldn't come to an agreement about keeping Spider-Man in the MCU. He also went on to say that there was no ill will between Sony and Marvel in the negotiation process, but also added that this property has... He also says that it's a long life, which kind of implies that maybe down the road uh, they'll work this thing out and Spider-Man could appear in the MCU. Um, Cyrus, you hear this... Uh, oh, Silas, sorry, you hear this from uh, uh, Tony, uh, from the Sony Pictures CEO there. Does this... Uh, seem like a very firm confirmation that we should now just accept the fact that Spider-Man is firmly in the Sony world and there is no, we're not going to be looking at this uh, uh, MCU Spider-Man for at least a few more years. I it just it just sort of annoys me. It's like you guys <laughs> yeah. are you should be able to figure this out. Right. Um, I, I, I was taught that, that with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Don't you say it. And Don't you say it. <laughs> I think Sony and Disney and Marvel, their responsibility is to the fans. Yeah. And regardless of who you think is right or who you think is getting the credit they deserve, the fans want to see Tom Holland in the MCU. And to say that that's not going to happen because you guys can't figure out how to make a deal – that's just stupid. Yeah. yeah. Well, you look at the reactions here, Greg. He seemed to be playing both sides of the fence here by saying, you know, look, the the door the door uh, the door's closed for now. Yes. Uh, but it's a long life to this property, so kind of implying that maybe they'll look at it down the road. But he also implied that he's very well aware of what the how the fans have been reacting oh, by yeah. saying it's been an interesting two weeks. Uh, what do you? How do you take all these comments from him uh, in your <laughs> analytical real rejects mind, Greg? Well, uh, <laughs> I, I know we're going to be talking about this for... A long time. This will be the main subject title of many Collider Movie Talk videos to come. <laughs> Maybe. Any, anything that comes out about this is the new headline, right? Mm-hmm. But reading through the Variety article when I was with you guys, yep. I was like, wow. From 
I can't hear. I feel like communication, a big part of it is tone and body language. And obviously I can't hear or see anything of what he's communicating. Mm -hmm. But when I'm reading some stuff where he's, especially when he says Kevin didn't do all the work. Oh yeah. When I'm reading that, it sounded a little sassy in my mind. Mm -hmm. It seemed like he was trying, because he was talking about how the franchise was fine before the big event team up movie with the Avengers and the MCU. It sounds like he is. They are trying to be like, "Hey, no, we we can do this. Yeah. We if we need to, we we can make this happen, guys." I'm a thousand percent with you, Silas, who has the most beautiful blue eyes in the world. By oh, the way, what? like seriously, I wish the camera we could zoom in on that. Um, but no, I, I do think that <laughs> this is what I bring to Collider Movie. That's time. right. Yeah. That's why it's Friday. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. That's why it's Friday. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's it seems like they are trying to reassure fans in a certain way but it also seems like it's to me it reads as he's a little bit annoyed by the amount of sort of heat that has been coming their way because Mm -hmm. of this yeah so us as fans sometimes we can get caught up in like putting these casting these aspersions on uh, you know these people at Sony and these people at, at not you, John. Disney and Marvel. Definitely oh, no, not I'm, you. I'm very guilty. You're of not it. known to do that. Please, I'm yeah. very guilty of it. But you you hear this thing. But like, but these are powerful people in the world, men yes. and women, at the top end of their uh, job. So. Oh, okay. Wow, this is a Friday edition. Uh, let's oh God, I don't know how to host things. Is this really happening? <laughs> Okay, all right. Well, what I'm saying is that it's interesting to me uh, when you see this kind of thing because you, these are powerful men. They are uh, they have responsibilities to the fans and to the creators of these properties, but they also have an ego. And so when you're looking at an ego of a CEO of Sony Pictures, listen to these comments. He says that Kevin Feige was stretched incredibly thin. Then says, we had a great run with Feige on Spider-Man movies, making it essentially seem like Feige was an employee of the situation, not necessarily driving force. And then says, we tried to see if there was a way to work it out. The Marvel people are terrific people. They're terrific people. Uh, we have great respect for them. But on the other hand, we have some pretty terrific people on our own. And here's the one. Kevin didn't do all the work. That. that is a, a shot across the bow. If I ever heard one to kind of discount what Kevin Feige did in this situation. All right, we're going to go to you, Greg. You hear this? As we said, the salty stuff. What do you think about it? Well, it just goes to support my point that I think there's been some real sass being thrown uh, left and right here. Um, what's the situation with John's just, camera? Just I just, I, I can't do this if you're not here, John. I've, oh God, Silas, can you, can you come in frame with me, buddy? Yeah, can, can we make this happen on Collider Movie mm-hmm. Talk? Yeah, uh, I mean, I already made my whole point about how Kevin didn't do all, with him saying Kevin didn't do all the work, it it sounds like they're trying to give themselves a little bit. Because he also proceeded within later on in that quote to talk about how there was a universe master movie and now they... Hey guys, it looks like we're gonna we're gonna stop and start over again to see if maybe that's what it works. So if you join what? us live, stay with us. We're gonna come right... All right, we are back. Oh, geez, there it is. There it is. That's a Friday edition of Collider Movie Talk for you. We are back. I really apologize for those technical difficulties there. You know, sometimes it happens. Welcome to life. Uh, But we roll with it. Thank you for staying with us. We came right back. Like I said, we're live again. So let me reiterate what I was saying here before about Vince Acara, and then we'll get Greg's thoughts on this and Silas's thoughts on this as well. These are pretty salty remarks, I feel, from Vince Acara. Maybe I'll get in trouble for saying that, but I do feel this way. Him saying that we... uh, 
that uh, Kevin Feige was stretched incredibly thin, which I don't know how he can speak for Kevin Feige, but it's an interesting shot across the bow at Kevin, especially after saying there was no ill will between him and Marvel. And then he goes on to say we had a great run with Feige on Spider-Man movies with Feige, not like Feige was the one who resurrected our property. He was saying Feige uh, was an was like a good employee to have on this uh, 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 property. And he said, we tried to see if there was a way to work it out. The Marvel people are terrific people. We have great respect for them. But on the other hand, we have some pretty terrific people on our own. Kevin didn't do all the work. So when one side, he's saying that uh, uh, Marvel and, and Disney have no, uh, I mean, Disney and Sony have no problems with each other, no ill will. But on the other side, he's kind of denigrating what the fans really believe is that Kevin Feige uh, resuscitated this Spider-Man uh, franchise. Greg, <laughs> the, this is super salty, right? I'm not misreading this, am You I? are not, John. Okay, all right. This what do is, you think? I think this is the best Collider movie talk I have <laughs> ever been a part of. I am so happy right now. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I mean, do we have to just repeat some of the, what we talked yeah, about earlier? Talking, yeah, please. Yeah, uh, I mean, when, when I was here with you guys and I was reading this out loud for the first time I'd ever read it, mm-hmm. I, was, I was laughing at that some of the stuff he was saying um they right now that it seems like i think i don't want it mm-hmm. i think they can do a spider-man three at most without being mcu associated or adjacent in any capacity right, right. sure um but i don't think they're gonna it, it's like they i still think they need each other and i feel like the, at the end of the day they might experience some type of loss in terms of if you view fans like what we're talking about yeah, fans yeah. equals customers i feel like it is a business they'll still lose some customers mm-hmm. if they don't end up back with uh you know yeah back with the mcu well, so before- I, st- I do think that he's taking some i feel like this is still public negotiation i feel oh, like we're okay. gonna talk about this forever this still sounds like public negotiation at okay. the very top of it you know he even says the door's closed for now which yeah. i know all of us are gonna really read into for right. a long time to come so and I I feel like that's very intentional to say something like that and then kind of put the blame back at you know he's a little stretch himself too thin which right. I feel, which I agree with you it's weird for him to talk about it's yeah. he's Sony he's he's not with Kevin Feige all day and he's kind of putting it all directly directed at him right and nothing against Tony Vincicara I'm sure he deals with a lot of stuff I'm sure he's a, a great human being well no I'm just mean as a Sony Picture CEO I'm sure he has to spin a lot of plates at the same time certainly so he should un- he probably understands how Kevin Feige's workload can be but sure. I don't think he can speak for Kevin Feige which I thought was a bit untoward of him but you look at this Silas um, is this just him like kind of pushing back against this uh, narrative that Sony's going to mess it up? Yeah, it's ridiculous, the idea that Kevin Feige is too busy. This, this is something yeah. that Kevin Feige wants to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think the danger is that not that Sony will close the door, but that Marvel will close the door. Mm. Because if they're looking and plotting out their next 10 years of movies and they say, well, we were going to do this thing with Spider-Man and now you have just upset that entire balance – we don't want to work with you again if that's the way you're going to act. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just funny, the idea of like the thought, oh, I'm not getting enough credit for this because that's what Spider-Man goes through. Yeah. He's always saving somebody and then he reads in the paper that they're blaming him as a criminal. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, that's a great point. It kind of, uh, it's kind of a, uh, I don't know, meta in that way uh, with that situation there. Um, he also says that, he says uh, further on, he goes on to say, I think we're pretty capable of doing what we have to do right. here. So he's kind of bucking up 
his studio, which you would expect. The so I mean, you don't want him coming well, out to be like, you know what? I hope we don't mess it up because then you guys are going to be really mad. He's just trying to put some faith back into Sony, right. and that's his job well, to, as a CEO. To but, be completely fair, because sure. they were talking about how they were with the MCU, you know, Tom Holland Spider Man, yeah, and then now they want they he's he goes on somewhere in the quote to talk about how they want it, they want uh, Tom Holland's to cross over into whatever weird Spider Verse they've been creating themselves, uh-huh. right? Yeah, and I feel like for the most part they've been doing a pretty good job with that like venom i don't think the the quality of filmmaking is on par with something like the mcu but it was still a juggernaut of a hit um i personally thought it was a lot of fun i had a really great time watching it into the spider verse won an oscar it's a great movie Mm -hmm. so i i wonder if anything having to deal with with mcu possibly touching what they actually have a good handle on already had something to do with this as well well i think they're going to get proven out uh seeing how that third film comes out the third film comes out and they come and it kind of like if it tarnishes they're gonna be like please take us back yeah Yeah. i mean that's the kind of situation and i think that's why he's smart to say yes for the moment the door is closed but this is this property has a long life or it's a long life essentially implying that they could come back to it down the road also at the end of the day we keep talking about like fai's mcu and while he has a a big input on it and then here with sony Mm -hmm. i think at the end of the day it really does come down to the creatives who are making these movies yeah um, uh, first and foremost and, and what the partnership is when working with them you know well let me ask you this and, and we'll wrap up here and get some the chat questions the chat is vibrant about uh, this situation uh, uh silas uh, one of our followers or fans either tweeted at me or sent me an email and he said to me he said do you think this is a strategy by disney and marvel themselves to not have to negotiate like to let sony do what they need to do with spider-man and launch their universes uh because they weren't going to use spider-man anyway in phase four and this way they can wait until phase five to renegotiate the situation and see what sony Ah. does with spider-man and if they mess it up then they're in a better situation negotiate better terms than they would have been at do you think that's maybe i i it's a nice idea. I doubt it. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm kind of worried that the movie we're going to get now from Sony is like Spider-Man Never Say Never Again. <laughs> you mean like the James Bond? The James reference. Bond, yeah, where yeah. like a different company came in and they got Sean Connery <laughs> and they remade Thunderball, but it wasn't really very good and it didn't yeah. connect to anything. And if I'm correct, they can't. They couldn't even say his name is James Bond, or he couldn't say like there was some kind of restriction in the movie that they couldn't mm. say he was 007 or James Bond. I can't remember. But yeah, what do you think? Do you think like your your mouth just your 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 brain kind of blew up a little bit thinking this about just, the fact that this is a long like, play from Marvel and Disney? It just sounds like the, the like a like a breakup where the, where someone's like, well, if I just ignore them for a while, they're going to want to get back with me. <laughs> like the, and that's what it's making me like. Because yeah. that's what our that I, that idea. Like I'm with you. It doesn't sound like what it is, but part of me wants to believe <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. Right. That sounds just too amusing to me. It would be too funny amusing. if Feige is like Blofeld stroking his cat, going, like, <laughs> yeah. "You know, that's right. That's yeah. right. Oh, is my workload stretched too thin? We'll see in Phase Five. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that. there's also the angle that, and I, I don't know if this is the case or this is just paranoia or whatever, but mm-hmm. like, if Marvel turned on Sony. They could wipe any movie they wanted to put out off yeah. the map. Yeah, they yeah. they have so much mm. power behind them, and it's one of those things where it's like, at, at what point are you disturbing the beast uh, yeah. by by trying to take your your stuff back? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got. To, let's get some chat things, uh, chat uh, comments here. Steve Calderon asks if the Disney deal is officially done, uh, does this mean Sony will put Tom Holland in a post credit scene for either Morbius or Venom two? 
Well, you know, there was the rumor that has gone on for quite a while that Tom Holland filmed scenes for, for Venom. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, like, it sounds increasingly plausible as we hear about the way they're running things. Yeah. It, frankly, I think the idea is crazy that, like, you introduce Spider-Verse. Everyone loves Spider-Verse. And the basic core of Spider-Verse is that there's an infinite number of Spider-Mans. Yeah. So right. why do you need this one? Yeah, yeah. fair point. <laughs> well, I, I think they think they need it because it is the most well-known Spider-Man outside of mm-hmm. like the, the uh, nerd-loving nerd-loving public. Uh, it, everyone knows Peter Parker. Yeah. Not as many people know Miles Morales uh, yet. But uh, you so could do another Peter Parker. You you, yeah, true. You could do, you mean like other than Tom Holland? Yeah, I mean, you could bring back Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire Ooh. or cast a new Peter Parker, or do all of the above at right. the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a good point. Well, what do you think? Do you think he'll show up in a post credit scene for Venom 2 or Morbius? I feel like it's like, I think at least Venom 2, I feel like it's mm-hmm. likely. I think that even if they work this out, I don't think there's any way they're going to agree to work it together again unless Tom Holland's Spider-Man can cross over into like their own right. little Spider-Verse themselves. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think... I feel like it's pretty likely it's going to happen. Well, if nothing else, maybe Sony reads the tea leaves and uh, introduces Miles Morales in a Spider-Man movie. So if they renegotiate down the road to bring Tom Holland back into the MCU, Sony is fine having their Miles Morales to be their Spider-Resident Spider-Man to go into these other properties like Silver and Black and Venom and Morbius. And who knows if they do a Sinister Six or Doc Ock or whatever they do, there's possibilities for them to have an actual Spider-Man that the most of the people who are fans of spider-man no. right you know, i think so. they should just reboot it again you <laughs> yeah seriously guys what are, we, what are we doing well just reboot it it's again. funny you ask this because that's our next question micah goes if you could recast spider-man who would you cast Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> what does everyone always say there you go. he's too busy being superman michael b jordan uh who would you recast for like the peter parker or miles morales uh peter parker Mm, wow, that's or a both if you have both Jeff Snyder because that would just be oh too amusing God. for me. <laughs> he could be Jeff Snyder could be Uncle Ben. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just filling the gap right now until someone comes up with an answer. Oh, okay. yeah. I will say, and it's it's kind of a cheap answer, but Tobey Maguire, like, <laughs> just make Sam Raimi Spider Man Four. Well, yeah, I've been I've been thinking. I think it would be so cool to see like an, an old man Peter Parker story because there's been stories in the comics where he's like married and has a kid and yeah. everything, and I'm like, it'd be cool just to actually see them do that if they brought him back, but they didn't go. Let's pick it up a year after Spider Man Three, but something where a lot of time has actually. Past. Well, there is an old man, Spider-Man, essentially, a Dark Knight Returns version of Spider-Man called Spider-Man Reign. If you've never read that, it's a fantastic graphic novel where he is an old man. Like, then literally adapt an old man. that. It's <laughs> That'd be know. cool. We should also mention that uh, Marvel Comics have been teasing a big event with the major death of a character and have shown somebody underneath a sheet oh, with yeah. a bunch right. of, of uh, Avengers gathered around. Yeah. And if you look back at the way uh, Fox operated with Fantastic Four and X-Men... Marvel Comics was sort of like, well, maybe we don't need these characters in the comics right now. Yeah. Is it possible they're going to do it with Spider-Man? I don't know, but... Yeah. Well, that's, that's certainly possible. Uh, for me, uh, Timothy Chalamet seems to be... Uh, an inter- would be an interesting choice to play Spider-Man, a more like... Mm. 
independent feel, a nuance, more nuance. It would be fascinating to see his approach to it. And I know the thirst is deep for Timothy Chalamet that I've discovered with a lot of people in our uh, uh, punditry uh, yeah. sphere. So uh, he'd be interesting. Uh, let me see. Uh, let's move on to some plugs. Uh, let's jump into some plugs here that are stuff that's coming up here. This weekend, the Collider, uh, Collider Mailbags are popping off. I'm hosting both uh, Saturday and Sunday. I have Danny Fernandez joining me on Saturday and Variety's Angelique Jackson stops by on Sunday. I got to get Silas on the show and Greg too uh, to come back on Mailbag. Uh, it Chapter 2, there's a spoiler <laughs> review for It Chapter 2. That is up uh, as well for you all to watch me, Christian Ruvacaba, and Mark Riley break it down. Our full thoughts, spoiler-filled thoughts on It Chapter 2. Maybe you already saw it last night or you're seeing it tonight. Watch our review after you do that. Uh, also, let's jump on. There's a new time for a movie talk that is happening. It's coming on September 16th. Perry Nemiroff has some words to say about it. Let's take a look. Hey guys, it's Perry here to let you know that Movie Talk is moving. We've had a great time in this 3 p.m. Pacific slot, but guess what? We want you to start your day with Collider Movie Talk, so we're moving. 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to get a longer show with some brand new segments. So tune in starting Monday, September 16th, 9 a.m. Pacific. See you there. Don't forget to plug Collider All right, Rocks. there you go. It is, uh, it's happening on the 16th, 9 a.m. PT. Uh, uh, movie talk, movie of the morning. Going to be a little bit longer, so going to cover some more stories. You, For those of you on the East Coast, we'll join you for lunch. You can sit and enjoy us yeah. for lunch as we talk about it. For those of you on the West Coast, maybe you wake it up and you're riding along with us, uh, uh, watching us on YouTube, or you are uh, uh, eating your breakfast along to what we're talking about on movie talk. Anyway, let's jump into our second story. That's uh, from Brad Pitt. His new movie, Ad Astra, is coming out on September 20th. Not a lot of huge buzz going on for this one, but one that I'm, me, myself, as a fan of space movies, am thoroughly excited to see. This one from director James Gray, who's, uh, I think, Lost City of Z was one of his, mo- one of his most recent films of note. But they released, uh, the studio released a clip from the film, which is essentially Brad Pitt being chased down by space pirates on the moon. That's right. You heard me. Space pirates on the moon. There's not no Johnny Depp with no wing and flag. It's more that they're all on those little uh, vehicles with their uh, astronaut suits on going at each other. Apparently, there's blaster fire, laser blaster yeah. fire. So this is certainly an interesting movie that has kind of this vibe of a more serious and important movie combined with these kind of outlandish uh, uh, laser blast fire space pirates on the right, moon thing. Right. What do you think about this, Silas? I'm really excited. Uh, I, I didn't know much about James Gray when uh, when Lost City of Zed came out, and I, I really liked it. And it has a, a really cool blend of sort of like it's poetic, but it's not pretentious. Mm-hmm. But there's action, and they're on a jungle expedition, right. and this looks like a science fiction version of the same yeah. thing, which yeah. Yeah, I'm sold. Yeah, what, what do you think of that, watching the clip? I haven't seen the Lost City of Z. Uh, I've seen, the, but I have seen the two trailers for this and this clip. <laughs> and um, I feel like this movie is going to probably be a lot more heady and more existential than mm-hmm. probably how they're trying to push it. I, I'm kind of flashing to when they did Annihilation, just a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. where it's like, oh look, exciting sci-fi thriller. But wait, this is kind of really uh, mind-boggling, and it's a little bit difficult to keep up with. So I feel like they're intentionally pushing like this clip mm-hmm. because they're like, no, we got to show that there's going to be some exciting stuff in here. And as the clip goes itself, I think the clip is awesome. Yeah, like, I thought the sound design, especially of it, had because. 
because usually you associate like a, a, an action scene like that with a lot of noise yeah. and it's not just completely silent and it's not just completely muffled like making like emulating kind of the sounds of space mm-hmm. it seemed to have just the, the perfect blend of just a really great sound mixing overall yeah. where you can still feel like you're out in outer space and then when you first sent me this art the article for it i was like what this sounds stupid moon butter it sounds like cheesy and campy right. and then you watch it and it's a much more grounded approach and the most realistic of takes i imagine you could possibly do with yeah, it yeah so i i think it looks really cool and uh, i mean i'm excited to check it out i feel like it's probably gonna be re- i feel like it's gonna be an ibex movie yeah absolutely yeah. i mean that's what i was thinking too when you said imax i was thinking the look of it had a little bit of first man First There's a little man. vibe of the first man, Interstellar, yeah. certainly. Even the Martian, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We spent a lot of time on Mars in the Martian and getting used to that environment. So I think a lot of that bleeds over into this clip and into this feeling. Brad Pitt doing his thing, you know, kind of the smooth approach to the world that he has. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see uh, once he comes face to face with Tommy Lee Jones, who is his dad, who he is going after uh, to figure out. It has also a little bit of Apocalypse Now vibe to it because sure. apparently Tommy Lee Jones has been out there for a while in space. He's kind of created his own community. Is he kind of Kurtz in space? I don't know. You had a fan theory about Tommy Lee Jones' character you were sharing with us before the show. Well, yes, that I think me as a fan theory, wouldn't it be funny if they've connected this to Space Cowboys because everybody knows Tommy Lee Jones was the last one left on the moon in Space Cowboys. Maybe this is a sequel to Space Cowboys. <laughs> right. Wouldn't that blow your mind? But I'm sure it isn't. That being said, though, <laughs> do, you, do, you, I mean, do you think that this is uh, possible with the film as well with Brad? Like, is there Oscars around this thing, Silas? Is there a possibility here? I think absolutely. Um, but I do think it's kind of a weird year for astronaut movies mm. because we've seen like Claire Denis uh, High Life came out and it's like right. Robert Pattinson as an astronaut and uh, we got Lucy Noah coming Hall. out yeah Lucy in the yeah. Sky with Diamonds uh, Natalie Portman as an astronaut mm. um, there was a movie right. just called Astronaut that had um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. why am I blanking I rewatched the Charles. Astronaut's Wife Richard last Davis. week you know <laughs> the what? I rewatched the Astronaut's Wife last week the best space movie by the way that is not you what the Charlize Theron I try to get prepared for you know, get in the mood for these movies. And I, I would like the to recommend some other right astronaut one. movies for you to watch. Now, everyone astronaut knows Joe Dante's Explorers is the <laughs> best space <laughs> movie of all time. And then Space Cowboys, top it off with that. And you're oh, set. It's a good question. Now, it's, it, nothing beats 2001 A Space Odyssey for me, but I'm open to suggestions. Overrated. Oh, no! Astronaut's Wife I won't allow where that. I stand. I won't allow that on this show. I will right, we'll see. Uh, Ad Astra comes out, like I said, September 20th, and the, you guys probably haven't heard much buzz about it, but it looks fantastic to me, and as a fan of space movies uh, I can't wait to see if this one actually does good work it may quietly slide into a best picture slot depending on the critics and it, the box it office it seems like the kind of movie where every technical department will get an Oscar nomination oh, but right. Brad Pitt won't <laughs> like, yeah. it just looks like that kind of film certainly possible that's for sure that has happened alright let's move on to some uh, chats here uh, Spell Go says I think Ad Astra might be overshadowed by Rambo Last Blood I don't uh, know. A- if it's overshadowed by anything it'll be Downton Abbey. I don't think Rambo yeah. Last Blood or people are going to be. I don't think Rambo Last Blood is going to make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah right. What's the? Is. What do you? Yeah. Like, we've seen the trailers. They. It feels like 
a, just a shade above a TV movie right now? If they did not put Rambo, the title, at the end, I would have thought it was just another Sylvester Stallone movie. No, the vehicle. You know? Yeah, it just right. looked like another like bullet-to-the-head kind of film to me. It didn't look like Rambo significant. And when John Rambo came back, that wasn't even that huge of a hit either. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be that. I feel like, you know, of course, there's those Rambo fans. Right. Um, I've seen every Rambo movie, but I'm not like you know itching to go watch him beat up some mm-hmm. cartel dudes. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. what it feels like. What do you think, Silas? Do you think it'll overshadow or no? I kind of feel the same way. It's like, I... I don't know what else I really want to see Rambo accomplish. (laughs) Like, it's cool that he became a cowboy. um, And I'm sure it'll be fun seeing him kill some people. But there's not, like, a conclusion. I'm like, oh, I I really hope Rambo gets a girlfriend. (laughs) 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 I mean, it almost has a Get Carter vibe, right? Remember Get Carter, that remake of the Michael Caine movie that Stallone did? He's essentially going back to try to figure out what happened to his brother and then, uh, you know, yeah. gets uh, connected with the niece, Rachel Lee Cook. You wonder if there's something, uh, some kind of vibe here because he's apparently going to confront the cartels because they uh, hurt his friend's daughter or something like that. And so there's that kind mm. of vibe to it. And the thing, I also think a little bit like Rambo is supposed to be a person who doesn't want to get involved. Yeah. He gets dragged into the, even the last one in Rambo, the Burmese, he did not want to go to Burma yeah. he told them not to go they didn't listen and then he had to whip out the 50 cal and take care of some business yeah. this one feels more like he wants to actively get involved and I think that is against the code of what Rambo the character was supposed to be about mm. we're so far away from that guy who was anti-war who had PTSD who was coming back from Vietnam that felt more real this is kind of kind of flying way out there mm. and I was hoping they were going to bring it back to the original first blood vibe I just want to hear like a, a rewritten version of uh, Mambo Number no. Five, but Rambo Number no. Five. Oh, <laughs> Rambo Number no. Five. Uh, all right, let's move on to a couple other chats before we wrap it up here. Micah says, after seeing it, Chapter Two, do you have faith in Andy Muschietti to direct the Flash movie? Have either of you two seen it? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, what do you guys think? Do you think he, you have faith that he could do the Flash movie? Yeah, if he's still signed on by the time. Yeah, <laughs> the fair enough. Right, yeah, yeah. A lot of I, I feel like he, I, he said he doesn't want to make it a uh, like any horror at mm-hmm. all, right? Mm-hmm. And weirdly enough, because I just saw it, chapter two. I yeah, I can. I wasn't exactly a big fan. It was a real fifty fifty that movie for me. Okay, um, I'm not sure how you guys felt about it, but yeah, I was like fifty. I was pretty split on that film. But seeing a lot of like the stylistic touches, especially the way he handles those transitions and all yeah. the visuals in there. I feel like he could make a cool Flash movie, something with a lot of heart. I just I have a hard time envisioning what exactly he would do, but that's kind of what gets me excited about it. Yeah. At the end of the day, end of the day he's a competent filmmaker who Certainly. seems to know what he wants to do when he has a project. Yeah. So. What do you think, Seth? He also like he's shown uh, a skill with younger actors, uh, and great point. That I think is really vital yeah. to, to mm-hmm. making the Flash yeah. work. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that as well. I think because I, I, I enjoy the first. It chapter more than the second. doesn't mean the second one's not good. It is good. I, just for me, I enjoy the first one more. And because of his work with the younger actors, it would be interesting to see what he does, where they pick up this Flash. I don't believe Ezra. In my opinion, I don't think Ezra's going to do it. I think it'll be someone else. And maybe it'll be a younger Flash and see where they pick up that situation. Mm. That excites me. And let Muschietti kind of create the world on his own. Uh, yeah. Definitely. All right. One last question. Finn Wolfhard is... as uh, <laughs> the Flash. <laughs> Finn Flash. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't want to run there. Uh, all right. Uh, collect- Spider fans ask one last question here. You have one ticket for a movie tomorrow. Is it Joker or Rise of the Skywalker? Which one? Joker. Do you see? Oh, 
Yeah, joke. Oh, is okay. that too fast? Uh, no, it's please. Yeah. I mean, Rise of Skywalker, I'm so like, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about this. Right. Because I actually, I'm, I'm one of the few people who goes on the internet and is like, I actually really enjoyed the hell out of The Last Jedi. Okay. And it just seems like this movie subtitle should have been, you know, Star Wars, the course correction. Because that's just what <laughs> these vibes I'm getting with it. It looks so cool. Like okay. the visuals look great and I am excited for it. Mm-hmm. But Joker just seems to be doing something like reinventive with uh, its material. Yeah. Whereas Star Wars seems, this one, especially with the latest trailer that came out, still very nostalgic nostalgia based mm-hmm. which i'm okay with i'm gonna watch both opening night <laughs> i'm gonna be there for right both. right but joker easily that's the one i'm like i'm just hearing weird things about it and mm-hmm. that gets me excited to hear how freaking weird it is yeah. i'm excited for both i take rise of skywalker um just the economics of it is it's, sure it's several months away and mm-hmm. joker's only one month away so getting an early ticket is, is oh, that's here. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool logic fair yeah. enough, fair <laughs> Uh, Joker's my choice because it uh, it's got that seventies vibe to it that was really the yeah. for me my favorite period a decade of movies is the seventies yeah. and so it's got that vibe to it and I like that they're approaching it from a different uh, point of view this story and so I'm mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what they do with it I think Rise of Skywalker is going to be great I know it's going to be fine JJ's going to do yeah. a good job with Joker I have questions so I want to see exactly. how they clear the bar how high they clear the bar if they right. do as well so it excites me on that end all right thank you all so much for watching this episode of Clyde and Movie Talk and dealing with our technical difficulties. I apologize again for that happening, but it happens. It you was know, your that's fault. Life. It was your fault. No, true. It, yeah. was, it was my fault. Uh, this shirt just kind of radiated and did that. I want to thank Silas <laughs> Lesnick and Greg Alba for stopping by. Thank Please you. follow Greg on The Real Rejects. Watch all his stuff on his YouTube channel that he has there. He's the man. Uh, Silas, where, do, where can they read your stuff? Uh, moviebill.com. There you um, go. I wrote one of the, the silliest things I've ever written today. Which is? Uh, it's, it's 10 other pronoun movies you can check out after you see it. <laughs> I like that. That's I will good. read that. Yeah, Silas, that's a smart guy. That. Uh, there you go. All right, y'all. Thank you so much to Adam Smith for handling all the technical stuff uh, when we went down. Appreciate it, my man. Uh, and uh, Dorian in the chat. Thanks for helping us out as well. Uh, all right. Have yourselves a good weekend. We'll be back uh, Monday with another brand new episode of Collider Movie Talk at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And until then, enjoy your weekend full of bread. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babu, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's, that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs>
Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast, Podcast One, Spotify.